stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insight and understanding from the Word of God. Here's Rick. Welcome to today's program. Today we're wrapping up this brand new series I've been teaching called The Coming of the Antichrist. And I want you to order the series. It's called The Coming of the Antichrist. It's 10 parts. There has been so much material covered in these 10 programs. I know you cannot remember it all and you need to because the Holy Spirit wants us to understand what's coming in the very near future. As soon as the church is raptured, when we are evacuated from planet earth, we, God's great restraining force, when we are removed, evil is going to flood into the earth and the Antichrist will at that precise moment step onto the world stage. That is clearly the teaching of scripture and we need to know what the Bible says about it. And by the way, this will give you a lot of peace. The Antichrist is not going to make his grand appearance until we're gone, but the moment we're gone, he's going to show up. Anyone who doesn't know Christ and doesn't go in the rapture is going to be caught up in a very terrible period of time. We need to know what the Bible says. It will give us passion to reach our friends, our families, and our loved ones so they're not left behind. That's why I'm teaching this subject, the coming of the Antichrist. Ten parts, comes in multiple formats, and it comes with a great study guide. The study guide is just loaded. I love the study guide, of course, I'm a writer, but I love the study guide because every single page is filled with so much information. If you've had a hard time keeping notes about everything you've heard in this series, well, here it is. It's all here like a banquet table set out before you. You will just love the study guides. And right now we're also offering you my book called Last Day's Survival Guide. Have you ordered yours yet? Why not? You need to order yours. Today would be a great day to do it. It's Friday. It's the last day we're offering it on the program. Please call right now or go online and say, hey, I want that last day's survival guide. The subtitle is a scriptural handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. The foreword is by Perry Stone. The back of the book says, what does perilous really mean? What exact characteristics will mark the very last of the last days. What actions do you need to take to protect yourself and those you love? How can you stop the devil's strategies from attacking you and your loved ones? All of that is in this book. My friends, the closer we come to the end of the age, things are going to get wackier, stranger, more bizarre. You're going to feel like the human race has been plummeted from every side with viruses and attacks and riots and demonstrations and instability. All of that's prophesied in the Bible. We do not have to be the victim of any of it if we know what the Bible says. And that's what this book is about. And it doesn't just tell us what the Bible forecasts. It tells us how to get through it victoriously, how we need to respond to every attack and insulate ourselves so we do not become victims of the age. If you want your kids to do well and your grandkids and your family and your marriage and your finances and your health, then you need to read this book. I really mean that. Please order this. I'm appealing to you from my heart. This book will make a difference in your life. Last Day's Survival Guide. And if you're a partner, I want to say thank you. You're helping us take this teaching to the ends of the earth. I wish you could see the emails, the letters, and hear the phone calls that are coming to us 
from people are saying, wow, this teaching is really feeding our hearts. And that thrills me because Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. That's my prayer, that we will feed people that are hungry for the Word of God. And when you become a partner, immediately, you are so important to us as a partner. My friend, when you are a partner, you really connect with us to do this work with us. Right from the privacy of your home, without ever leaving your couch or your chair, you can just go online or call, become a partner, and with a monthly contribution, you, from the privacy of your home, can affect another life, and you can do it every single month. If the devil ever tells you that you're not making any difference, you can say, yes, I am. I'm a partner, and my giving is making a difference in somebody's life out there. That's what happens when you become a partner. And the moment you become a partner, we send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness, and we send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, because these books are dedicated to our partners. But hey, reach for your Bible, and today we're going to wrap up our teaching on the coming of the Antichrist. And today we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, where we're going to learn how to guard ourselves against the mutinous attitude that is going to develop in the world at the very, very end of the age. We are seeing this mutinous attitude all around us. But just because the world sinks does not mean we have to sink. You know, when the flood came in Noah's day, Everyone was caught in the flood except Noah and his family, and they floated on the waters of destruction. The same flood that destroyed everybody else caused them to sail higher and higher and higher and higher. They literally floated on the waters of destruction, and that's God's plan for you and me. If we'll pay attention to the scripture and obey it, the word of God will equip us so we can sail through any season, including the last days. And just because the world becomes rebellious toward God, we do not have to be. But we need to know how to guard ourselves against this apostate attitude that's going to be in all of society at the very end of the age. So let's open our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And today we're going to begin in verse 1. Are you ready? And in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, the Holy Spirit says, Oh, listen to what he says. Let me find my notes real quick. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And here we find that the same apostasy that's going to be in society is going to make an attempt to get inside the church in the very end of the age. We're already seeing some of this. And now in this verse, the Holy Spirit speaks expressly. That word expressly is the Greek word retus, which means unmistakably, vividly. It pictures something that is spoken clearly or something that is unquestionable, certain, and clear. You could translate it. Now, the Holy Spirit speaks in unquestionable terms. The Holy Spirit speaks emphatically, categorically. It's almost like he's reaching out through the pages of Scripture to grab hold of us and shake us. And to say to us, do you hear what I'm saying? You cannot misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm speaking to you, Ratus, clearly, unmistakably. You cannot misunderstand what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. So whatever he's about to say is so important that he speaks in the clearest and most unmistakable of terms. So we better stand up straight and listen to what he's about to say. 
He says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Well, the word latter here is the Greek word husteros. There are several words that could have been translated latter. For example, the word eschatos, the same word which is used in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, where it describes the last days. That's the word eschatos. It describes the very end of the last days. But when you come here, it is the word husteros. The word husteros means nothing's left over. When you come to the very, very end and there's nothing left over. So now the Holy Spirit in the first century, writing through Paul, is pointing his finger clear to the very, 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 very end of the church age or to the very end of the last days. And the Holy Spirit says, hear me emphatically, hear me categorically, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm speaking in the strongest and clearest of language. I want you to understand that when the church has come to the very, very end of the age and no more time is left over, something's going to happen in the church. And here's what's going to happen. Some shall depart from the faith. The word depart is the Greek word ephistomy. It's a compound of two Greek words, the word apo, which means away, and the word histomy, which means to step or to stand. But when you compound these two words together, it means to stand apart from to distance oneself from, to step away from, to withdraw from, to shrink away from, it is the very Greek word from which we get the word apostasy. And now the Holy Spirit says, as unthinkable as it is, at the very, very, very end of the age, when time has run its course and there's no more time left, you've come to the very end, nothing's much left in terms of time, some will begin to shrink away from the faith, step away from the faith, or they will become apostate in regard to the faith. It doesn't say everybody. Praise God. Not me. It's not you. If you love the Bible, it's not you. But it says some. And the word some implies a very notable some. It really suggests these may be voices that we know, faces that we're accustomed to. But for some reason at the end of the age, those who we once listened to and trusted, they'll begin to shrink away from what they once taught. They'll begin to step away from the clear, sound teaching of Scripture. In fact, this verse says, they shall depart from the faith. Well, when you read this in the Greek tense, it doesn't say they shall depart from faith. You know, a lot of people talk about faith. Well, I, I have faith. Well, what does that mean? It can mean anything. People have all kinds of things they call faith. But in this verse, it says the faith. There's a definite article. It refers to the sound, clear teaching of Scripture, the way the Bible teaches it. And the Holy Spirit here prophesies at the end of the age, some, even some notable ones, will begin to step away from the faith that they once taught and espoused to be true. It does not say they will reject the faith. It doesn't say that. It says they will depart from the faith. I make a point of this because there's a big difference between rejecting and departing. Now, ultimately, they will reject, but they won't begin as rejectors. They'll begin as departers. Departure is very slow. It can be unintentional. In fact, a person can begin to modify what they believe as they open their mind to new ideas 
and very slowly, it's a very seducing process, they begin to consider other options than the ones they former taught and former stood on and formerly believed. And as they open their minds, something begins to lead them in another direction. This verse says it's the activity of seducing spirits. And they begin to turn. In fact, this verse says, they shall depart from the faith giving heed. Giving heed in Greek is the word prosecho. The word pros means toward. The word echo means to embrace. Or we find these are individuals who once stood rock solid on the word of God, but now something has gotten their attention. They've opened their mind to another possibility, pros. They're now turning in another direction, and they're not just entertaining another idea, but echo. They're actually beginning to embrace it, pros echo, the word giving heed, to look in a new direction and to ultimately embrace. And when you embrace a false doctrine, in the very act of embracing a false doctrine, you don't just put distance between yourself and what you formerly believe, but then you finally reject it. They begin as departers, eventually they become rejectors. But they don't begin as rejectors, they just begin as those that are considering a new option. You know, there are some options you don't need to consider. You don't need to consider anything that is contrary to the teaching of the Bible. We see today in the world people are beginning to modify their morals. They're beginning to modify what they believe even about gender, what is right, what is wrong, because the world around them is changing and they don't know how to fit into the world that now exists. And what they have believed worked in the past, but does it really work in the world that is emerging? And people are trying to figure out how to fit into the new world. And rather than stand on truth that is unchanging and that is absolute, they begin to entertain the idea of maybe modifying faith. Well, you cannot modify the faith, not the faith, because the faith is absolute. It is unchanging. You might modify your faith, but you cannot modify the faith. But at the end of the age, this verse says some, even some notable ones, will begin to depart, the Greek word ephistomy. They'll begin to put space between themselves and what they once believed. You know, I have seen this happen in some notable Christian leaders and I can recognize it when it's beginning to take place. They stop coming to the meetings they once went to and they begin gravitating toward other kinds of meetings. They're in some kind of a transition. They even know they're in some kind of a transition. They know something's happening. They're not always sure what's happening, but they're really opening their mind to new possibilities. And very often they are unaware that they are being seduced. In fact, this verse says giving heed to seducing spirits. The word seducing is a translation of the Greek word planel. The word planel was a word used even by rabbis. You have to understand the world used to speak Greek. It was the international language. Even rabbis spoke Greek, especially the Jewish rabbis who lived in Alexandria. They did a lot of writing. And there was a period of time, about 200 years before the writing of the New Testament, where they used this word planel very specifically, and that's how it's used in the New Testament, to describe people who once walked on a very solid path, a well-established path. They had walked on that path 
for so long, you could nearly blindfold them and they could still walk that path because it was their path. It's how they lived. It's how they walked. It's how they believed. But now planal, this word seducing, something has caused them to leave the path. They have stepped off of the path and they've decided to venture into new territory. However, this word seducing, the word planel, describes those who have ventured so far from a well-established path that now they're walking right on the edge of a dangerous cliff. They've come right to the very edge. They're teetering right on the edge of catastrophe, walking right along the crumbling edge of a cliff. They've put themselves in a precarious position and they're about to stumble and completely fall. That's the word that is used here. And this word seducing, the word planel, was such a negative word, it was used in an agricultural sense to describe a farmer who lost one of his animals. The animal got so lost, it veered so far, it strayed so far from the path that the animal completely lost its way and the animal never weighed its way back home again. All of that is in this word seducing, which tells us the activity of seducing spirits causes people to leave the path they have walked upon. It's a well-established path. It's the Word of God, the teaching of Scripture. This is a well-worn path. It's been walked on by others. It's been established. It's been testified to, verified, confirmed. This is the way to walk. But when seducing spirits begin to operate, it causes people to begin to veer as they begin to venture into new territory. Let's think about something new. Well, maybe we're not right. Let's consider other options. And eventually, they're led so far off path until they teeter dangerously, spiritually, on a cliff, it is so catastrophic, and sometimes people get so far off track, they stray so far, they're never able to find their way back home spiritually. All of that is in this word seducing. And the Bible says it is the activity of seducing spirits, which means demon spirits at the very end of the age are going to work to lure society off of its well-established moral path, seducing society to stray into things that are dangerous for society as a whole. And the same spirit that's going to be working in the world is going to try to get inside the church, and some will be affected. And the Bible says it is seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. The word doctrines is the Greek word didaskalia. The word didaskalia describes a well-packaged doctrine, a well-packaged doctrine. This is a real slick PR promotional package, which means when the devil comes, he doesn't come with horns on his head and a pitchfork and red skin because you would recognize that, but he comes and very often offers a new idea. It's very entertaining. We know that's what he does. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden when he spoke to Eve. That's how he always comes. He comes with a suggestion, a suggestion that causes you to open your mind to something you haven't considered before. Eve knew explicitly what God said, and the devil offered her an alternative. 
My friends, stick with what God says if you want to avoid getting into trouble. And the Bible says it's doctrines, well-packaged teachings of demons. Seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. The word demons, the Greek word daimonion, the word daimonion was well known in the first century to describe evil spirits. And the word daimonion was believed by the ancients during the time of the New Testament, when the New Testament was being written, to be the cause of lunacy and insanity. If someone was insane or crazy, they believed he had a demon problem because demons cause people to move into lunacy, crazy thinking, and insanity. Well, let me ask you, what do you see in society today? We see a lot of lunacy. We see a lot of insanity, crazy thinking, unfounded thinking. It's amazing to me that those who have a lot of this new bizarre thinking think that they are the leaders of a new world on the cutting edge of progressive thinking. And what they're thinking, embracing, and promoting is just insane. You understand it's demonic activity leading people off track. And the Holy Spirit says at the very, very end of the age, when all this bizarre activity and lunacy and insanity is loosed in society, let me ask you, do you see it today? Do you see it today? The Holy Spirit says those of us who are alive, those of us that are spiritually vibrant, we need to guard against this and make sure it doesn't get into our lives, into our family, or into our churches. We need to stick with the faith. The faith here, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, has a definite article. It's not faith for miracles or faith for signs and wonders or faith for finances. All that's good. We need all of that. But here it has a definite article. It is the faith, the clear, sound teaching of Scripture. Stick with the Bible and the historical tenets of the Christian faith. Now, I've written another book that I have to mention to you. It's called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Developing Discernment for These Last Days. If you don't have this book, you need this book because this book will help you recognize when somebody's getting off spiritually and it will help you know how to make sure you stay on the right path. You need to stay on the right path and you need to know how to stay there. You need to develop discernment for these last days, and that's why I want you to order this book. But, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, the Holy Spirit speaks explicitly. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. That's what the King James Version says. That word expressly, again, the Greek word ratus, the Holy Spirit speaks in the strongest and clearest of language in unmistakable terms that cannot be misunderstood. Hear me, hear me, I'm speaking loudly and clearly. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times when you've come to the end and almost no time remains, some, even those that are notable, shall begin to put distance between themselves and the clear, sound teaching of Scripture because they're beginning to give heed to, they're turning toward and entertaining and even embracing seducing spirits that have come with well-packaged doctrines of demons. And if they embrace it, 
it will produce a lot of nonsense, madness, spiritual lunacy. My friends, stick with the truth. That's why in this ministry we base everything on the Bible and we try to produce teaching you can trust. If you're a partner with this ministry, you need to know we believe in the Bible in this ministry. But hey, we're out of time. I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you. People often talk about the coming of Jesus, but once Jesus has raptured the church, the Bible says the Antichrist will be revealed to the world. In one split second, the Antichrist will come out of hiding and go public. In the 10-part series, The Coming of the Antichrist, Rick Renner delves into this end-time subject like you've never heard it before. Based on 1 Thessalonians, Rick explores verses that can be difficult making them easy to understand. Since we are living in the end of the ages, we need to know what is coming in the near future. If you are interested in what the Bible says about the future, then this is one series you need to digest. Rick answers, who is the Antichrist? What will he be like when he shows up? When will he be revealed to the world? What is stopping him from being revealed right now? Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20, you'll be so glad you invested in this powerful series. In addition, you can order Rick Renner's book, Last Day Survival Guide. This spectacular book will awaken you to the times we are living in and will equip you to sail through these times successfully. We are in the last days. You and I need to know how to thrive in this last day's environment. This is one book you must have. Right now, you can get Last Day Survival Guide for just $25 wherever books are sold, in stores and online, or by going to renner.org. Don't delay ordering your copy today, and don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now, or go online to order. While we have covered so much in these 10 programs, there is no way you can remember it all. Even I need to read the notes to be refreshed about everything that we have covered. But you need to remember it all. Really, you do. The Holy Spirit told us about the coming of the Antichrist and what's going to happen in society at the end of the age because we need to know it. We need to know it. And that's why I want you to order my series called The Coming of the Antichrist. It's 10 parts. This is a series you will devour, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And right now, we're also offering you my brand new book, and today is the last day we're offering it on the program, so please order it right now. Just call or go online and say, hey, I want that book called Last Day's Survival Guide. I'm so excited about this book. The subtitle says, A Scriptural Handbook to Prepare You for These Perilous Times. God is not in the business of scaring us. But God really is in the business of preparing us. Can you say amen to that? Say amen. God wants me to be prepared. Well, God wants you to know how to stomp through these times with the Word of God. That's why we put a Bible and boots on the cover. It's time for you to grab your Bible and your boots and march through this season in the power of God. You can do it, but you need a survival guide to help you. That's the Bible. And hey, one of the endorsers said, you need the Bible and you need this book. This book will really help you walk through this end time season. It'll help you, your kids, your grandkids, your marriage, your friends. I really believe that you should order several because you're going to want to share this with somebody else. But hey, order your copy right now. Just call or go online. But I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that we are so supernaturally equipped for this season. You've called us and you have anointed us. We can do it. We can thrive I speak that to my friend in Jesus' name. Amen.
It has been so good to teach you this new series. I look forward to seeing you Monday. Until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.